0: Marketing your photography business, website optimization and strategy is now available for streaming and download at ProEDU.com. You sound so official. It's marketing at its best for mm-hmm. photographers. You're tired of wasting your money on fo- marketing.
1: If you're tired of wasting your money, period. You want that to know how period. to get
0: the word out about you? You need check, to, you need to create out. a hub. Check it out. It's our, most, it's our most viewed tutorial this quarter. That's impressive. It's actually really good. It's a really good tutorial. It's fantastic. ProEDU.com. Bro, 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 Welcome to the Pro Edu Podcast, where Rob and Gary talk and
1: drink with your favorite photographers. So grab yourself a cold sarsaparilla
0: and saddle up. In this episode, we're sitting down with photographer Oscar May, who is a British-based, London-based Portrait photographer. Oscar, thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah. Let's start from the beginning. How'd you get into the industry? When, what do you do? Um, so, I,
2: I've always been interested in being creative since I was a kid. And then I think, yeah, I went through school, Did I was into the art lessons. And then when photography became available, I realized that I really enjoyed doing that too. So, I pursued that through school, college, university. And then graduated and just went straight into freelancing. Did you grow up in London? Where
1: did Baby Oscar grow up?
2: I grew up on the Isle of Wight, oh, which why is an island to the south
0: of the UK. Right. What's that, that like? Place?
2: It's beautiful, yeah, but it's it's quite quiet. There's not much career-wise there, so you have to come up to London to make anything. What's
0: on the Isle of Wight?
2: <laughs> so I uh, say Wight. <laughs> it's it's white. So it's oh, wow. spelled
0: uh, Less, spelled differently to the color. It's not 3 H's in it. No. <laughs> no, okay. So, you know, what's it like growing up on the Isle of Wight?
2: It's it's um I felt like I had a interesting childhood childhoods where I got to play in the countryside and got to be creative a lot and I think it's quite safe to just go out without your parents. It's a pretty
1: touristy place, though, too. It I mean, is, Orlando. yes. I mean, that's got to be the main industry there is, turi- is yeah. tourism, right? Yeah,
0: it is, yeah. Why do people go there? Because it's gorgeous, yeah. Gorgeous Clips. in what way? It's got, Something I think it's got
2: beaches, weather? it's got cliffs. It does have the most hours of sunshine
1: in the UK. And
0: you left there? <laughs> <laughs> and by most
1: hours of sunshine, he means 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> per year. <Yeah. laughs> per year, <laughs> That's not much sunshine. No, seriously, how much sun, sun do you get there? I don't know the
2: the figures, but it's it's probably not that much more. But okay, you need to know your Isle of Wight facts. Here. I got I have I have some Isle <laughs> of Wight facts. All right, well, I like lay them on us. This this is a good one. It's the smallest county in the UK. Half of the time, half of the time. So because it's an island, it has the tide, so the beaches get bigger when the tide goes out, and so. Oh that actually changes the size to be slightly bigger than one of the other counties. Huh, and they count that. That's weird. I'm not sure they do, but someone's made, like, kind of figured it out, and, yeah. That makes sense. So
0: in two thousand nine, that was a great year to start working freelance. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, <laughs> what happened it was terrible. Recited? It was a bad time to start. What happened in the two thousand seven to eight? What were you doing then? I was at university. So you, oh, so you graduated. Right? I graduated in two
2: thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Yeah. So like
0: the worst time, really, to be working. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Did you think about going into anything else? Did you try to, you know?
2: I think I was a bit stubborn, and I just wanted to go straight into freelancing. I didn't even want
1: to assist, and I probably should have. And you moved but straight to London? I was already in London for oh, university. God. Yeah, so you're starting your career in one of the most expensive cities in the world. Mm. I was very
2: lucky, though, that I had my mum who was also living in London, so I moved in with her.
1: Ah, you had and a place so to flop. I did. And somebody to buy your groceries and probably do your laundry for you, too.
2: Mate, well, she had yeah. cook, cooking for me, that was great. <laughs> I, I do my laundry but. But luckily, I didn't have the pressure of earning enough to pay that
1: London rent. Yeah, London rent's outrageous. So you didn't even assist; you went straight to shooting.
2: I did. I did. Was some, that a conscious decision, or did you just actually was, start getting some jobs? All right. I did start getting some jobs, and but I was—I think I was just stubborn. I thought I could just
1: make it straight away. And what happened?
2: It—I did make it, but it took
1: a lot longer than I had hoped. Yeah. What kind and of roadblocks were you running into when? You're starting out. People don't know you. Just how do you build your name for yourself in London?
2: I think um, always networking with people. Um, quite often, my clients would refer me to new clients, which was very helpful, mm-hmm. or just introduce me to new people that could maybe further my career somehow, if not being my client, but just helping out there. So um,
0: how were how you getting work, like starting out? Like, What were you doing to, to make it?
2: Um, well I was using Facebook a lot more then so I felt like it was working better for me then it was working better for everybody <laughs> Yeah, it's changed and so I, I would make sure that everyone on my Facebook knew that, uh, what I was doing and that I was available and then so there would be people who worked for companies who could help out then um, the current clients that I had would always come back to me luckily Um I don't think it was Instagram around at that point. It was a bit no, early. It though. was a bit early, so yeah. I hadn't started that yet. I have my website up and running. Were
0: um, you shooting weddings, headshots?
2: Um, I had hadn't started weddings at that point. Um, headshots, yes, and doing events.
0: What was do you
1: do you kn- did you know that Facebook lost $800 million in value yesterday? Yesterday? What yesterday? happened? Um, it was brought to light that they hired a UK-based company. Um, Not they didn't, but there was a UK-based company that was hired by Trump's administration to help rig the election, and they used Facebook Mm. to do it.
2: I heard about that.
1: Right, that's
2: very interesting.
1: They're using all the data Mm -hmm. that they have on the users.
0: Eight hundred million bucks. Did you own
1: stock in it? No, but the the crazy thing is, like, hardly any of their. It's like one and a half percent of their value. Well, it barely t- it. It barely touches them.
0: Yeah, wow. Fascinating. Wow, that's fascinating, Rob. Great know? fact. <laughs> 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 All right, so you're doing headshots. Do you remember the first paying gig that you had? When were I've, you like, holy shit, I can actually make money doing this?
2: I think it was for a university, one of my friends' universities, and they had. They wanted me to do a group shot of the class. It was quite random, but that yeah, that was. Um, probably the first paid thing and then I also did a couple of band shoots and they never have much budget but they had bands never had money never (laughs) but I mean I I was such a beginner that I think I it was probably fair anyway
0: should photographers work for free
2: that's such a tricky question but I think for me I have done some free work and where it's been helpful for my portfolio I'm kind of see it as an investment if I it was some, maybe something that I would want to have shot anyway and say so if it's helpful for me then I can kind of accept it although I probably wouldn't do much anymore. yeah it's a
1: tricky situation I mean there's a, often a time for you to kind of need to do some work for free in order mm. to get your foot in the door but it's not something you can do for any kind of long period because no. you're going to be known as the as the photographer who gives it all away mm. you're never going to get out of that
0: never So, how did you get into weddings, and are you still doing
2: that? I do the occasional weddings still, and that began with working for friends who were getting married, and they they would like me to. You have to say no to your friends. You just have to yeah, say no. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, and then and then they kind of spread the word a bit, and then it just expanded out from there. And then now I'm trying to cut down again on the weddings, not do too many. How
1: many weddings do you do
2: a year? um This year, I've just it's just like six or seven.
1: Are they lucrative?
2: Fairly lucrative. Yeah. Do you like photographing them? Uh, I do enjoy photographing them, but it does the amount of the stress of stress that comes with them. Yeah. I find is not quite worth it if I can get other work that. So, what's the craziest thing
1: work? you've seen happen at a wedding? Like the most embarrassing thing. <laughs> that you've seen and that um, you've done what have you done at a wedding that was really bad
2: I think I've probably knocked over a few glasses in my time just well like kind of trying to back up to take a photo and then someone's been standing there and <laughs> knocked over their glass or, um, the craziest thing I've seen um, well I've seen a lot of just really drunk people fooling yeah. fooling around and there's this one guy I see that every day <laughs>
0: You're looking at it right yeah. now. <laughs> that's, like, that's our daily life in our studio. <laughs>
1: Lunatic drunks floating about.
0: That's not true, Rob. All right, let's talk about your corporate. You do quite a bit of corporate headshots. Yes. How do you market yourself in London for that, and how big of a market is there?
2: Um, I think it's a pretty big market in London. Um, and I just go through my website for that one because um, it seems to come out quite high on Google. But when you search for a f- London freelance photographer, say,
0: So you're getting quite a bit of work just based on SEO and, and search? A fair amount, yeah. Do you, are you asking everyone where they where they found you and how they found you? Yeah, I always
2: try and find that one out. And it seems to be for that type of work that's coming through Google.
1: How intense is the competition for you in London? How many photographers are based there in your, in your sectors? I think it's pretty intense. I'm not sure exactly
2: how what the numbers are, but it seems like there's enough... Still enough work for like quite niche things. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of photographers, but everyone has a kind of slightly different approach, and the right work is there for
0: the right photographer. Do you publish your pricing on your website? Uh, no, I don't. How do you know how to price yourself for the job, or what questions do you ask to come up with a budget?
2: Uh, this is probably one of my weakest sides of being a photographer, I think, is pricing. But I would be finding out what the exposure would be um, if it's advertising or if it's just internal use how many people might be seeing it if it's social media Or mm-hmm. um, I suppose it, I'd definitely be thinking about how long it would be taking me to do the photos as well and if I need any other expenses covered um, I don't know how about you guys like, do you Pricing,
1: pricing is a big one. I'm pretty formulaic, formulaic with it. I definitely look at um, a few things. One, what's my my overhead, my day rate, mm. um, which I have a set price for the most part that I charge people. Yeah, uh, I look at usage because everything I do is based on either uh, it's a combination of my day rate and licensing mm. usage fees, uh, and all the expenses on top of it. Yeah, yeah, I think this sounds sounds pretty similar. Do you use a software program to to help you do estimating or invoicing? I have seventeen hats. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you like it? Yeah, it seems it works yeah. for me. Yeah, I use BlinkPid, which I, I, oh love. yeah, I'm a big, big fan of BlinkPids. Yeah, that's I've heard good partner. things about that. Check it out. I should. I, I think, will. I think you'll like it. That's for sure. So, what kind of team do you have around you? Who are the people that you work with when you put together shoots? Um, usually it's it's mostly me and
2: probably a, a makeup artist. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't do loads of fashion as so say, I wouldn't be having a stylist usually say so between me and the makeup artist. We, we usually kind of have it covered. Right. And sometimes an assistant too, just if I am needing extra hands,
0: you have a section on your website called influencers. Yes. Uh, how did that come about? And what um, the stories behind, behind that?
2: I enjoy working with influencers. I find there is what well, almost always really interesting people. Um, one of my friends from university became became one somehow. Uh, she just started posting fashion, just styling herself on Instagram, and it just really grew. And so I started taking pictures for her, and then she introduced me to some of her friends who are also in the same industry, and then it kind of grew from there.
0: So how does that work when Instagram completely just cuts off, and they they do what they did, like you know, with, the, with Facebook? Like where do these influencers go when no one is seeing their work?
2: Uh, I I think they found it quite tricky Um, they seem to they're using they're quite creative for how they get engagement and they're still good at that I think they've put a lot of time into working out how how to continue growing but I know that their growth has kind of a lot of the time slowed down so much since Instagram implemented those changes to the
0: so they saw a big hit when Instagram what did Instagram change?
2: Um, what I think is the chronological feed is seems to be the biggest, yeah, problem. I heard that
0: might be coming back. is that a rumor
2: I'm not sure i would love I love it to come back
0: I would love it, would you Rob doesn't know his password to Instagram so he doesn't know how it works <laughs> or what what it is. Do you know what Instagram is <laughs> instagram yeah I think it's some
1: sort of it's like Hot uh, chocolate. You pull. You open a yeah. packet. And it's like Skittles, but it's cram crackers, <laughs> instant cram crackers. <laughs> <laughs> that actually sounds kind of good. So, how
0: much money can you make as an influencer? You do you talk about this with them, like some. Yeah, I've heard
2: about some of their like deals that happen. It's it's pretty varied, and it's quite interesting how how it varies. So, if they have maybe five thousand followers, they get maybe up to. Two hundred and fifty pounds, or I'm not sure exactly. Five thousand followers. Yeah,
0: two hundred fifty pounds for what?
2: For a post, a sponsored post. For one post, you, all, so you, think, you only have
0: to have five thousand followers.
2: I think so, but that then low. If but then if they have more followers, the more money they would get for So like two hundred
0: thousand followers, what what do you get per post? Do you know, I'm not sure exactly. A lot of money and a bag of crisps. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some, some so I, I'm kind of
1: interested about the the influencer section um, mm-hmm. do you do a lot of repeat work with these with these people yeah right.
2: yeah most of them are kind of a um, couple of times a month because a lot of the ones I work with are fashion bloggers so they need me to kind of just do redo maybe five outfits in a shoot and then
1: Oscar I want to go to their sites how come this isn't taking me to their site when I click <laughs> on them um, I'm sorry do you have a deal with them? You can't go to their no, site? No, no, What's no. I'm, my, I'm in kind of halfway through
2: updating my website. And it's, oh, all right. It's those not, those links are going to be there. They will be there.
0: All right. What do you use to build your website? What's your website it's on? It's Squarespace. Squarespace. How do you like it?
2: I enjoy it. I think it's – I was using WordPress before, and Squarespace has just made it so much easier to just go in and make it. It's quite visual, so you can – I like how easy it is to make a change and see the change in – immediately
0: if you're being found what are, what are you doing for seo to to make sure that you are getting found i've just
2: the um it's not been too advanced with that i've just been trying to include the keywords in the copy that i have on the websites
1: and that's mainly it oh hello someone's knocking at the door is not lovely uh, we're in trouble. Uh, i think we're in trouble there
0: yep, how can we, we be in to trouble to be i in guess here? that
1: that sign recording quiet please didn't mean anything to them
0: No one there.
1: Someone was just being yeah. a turd.
0: A turd burglar. God
1: damn! <laughs> I can't read All right. clearly.
0: <coughs> All right. So Oscar, what does the next six months look like for you? What do you have scheduled, booked? Where are you? you uh,
2: so, ah, yeah, say, this is starting to get busier for me now because winter's always a bit quiet. Yeah. Um, the next couple of weeks, I have a couple of portrait shoots. Um. Probably heading to New York for uh, like a few days to do a shoot there.
0: Probably. Maybe. It's not
2: exactly, it's not confirmed 100%, but it's going to be at some point in the next month, I think.
0: Can you talk about it? Uh, yeah,
2: I think so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Uh, it's for Town and Country magazine, and I'm taking portraits of Lara Jade, and they're featuring her as a inspiration. Right on. So how
0: did you get hired for that? How did your relationship with Laura
2: develop? um So I've been, we followed each other back when Deviant Art was the thing, and then we went over to Flickr and we were talking then, and then she, I was at London College of Fashion to do fashion photography, and she was quite interested in coming there as well because she's a bit younger than me, mm-hmm. and um so we were talking about that. But in the end, she didn't go there, but. Um, We decided to meet up when she was next in London. And then from then on, we've been friends. And I seem to end up taking a portrait quite often. And so when town and country approached her to be photographed for there, we actually did one last year as well in July. So when they did that one, she got me over to do the pictures for that. So you've been to
1: New York a few times before? A couple of times, yeah.
2: Do you you like New York? I love it, yeah.
1: you think you could move there? I think I could. Yeah. Are you thinking about moving there? Um loosely
2: I think yeah. I I'm quite happy with London yeah. but I do when I go to New York I feel very energized and it seems like somewhere I could live.
0: So let's talk about gear. Okay. What do you, what do you shoot on? What do you use?
2: I have just switched to Sony. So mm-hmm. I now have the Sony A7R3 but I still have all my Canon glass using the Metabones adapter. Right. Um I've actually in the photography show, I've just been looking at the, the like, kind of the Sony glass and seeing what the difference is.
1: We yeah. would be using metabone adapters if they hadn't walked off of our yeah, studio. We had lost. two of them, and they're all gone. They're all gone. Uh, no idea what happened. Are well, they quite hard to get hold of them.
0: Not really. No. Not we really. just have
1: kleptos living in amongst us somehow. Yes. <laughs>
0: Maybe you just forgot them. I didn't forget uh, them. Maybe you just, f- you're always losing stuff. That's, that's not true. People are stealing no idea from me, but. You have no idea where your password is right now. Um, I have a program just to keep all my passwords. And you problem don't the problem password. is I can't remember <laughs> the password to <in> the program. <laughs> <laughs> so, Oscar, where can people go to follow you online and, and check out your website? and
2: um, say so my website is www.oskarmay.com. And I think Instagram is the other place to find me. It's at Oscar
0: and then the underscore after that. So, I noticed on Instagram you post in threes. What happens if they change it to four rows? Does that, does that keep you up at night <laughs> that was the scary
2: thoughts I think I would just uh, have to just process quite a few to the post them quickly and make it I don't know how that many throws it
1: off your rhythm if they change it yeah
2: it would yeah. the rhythm is going to get you I've, I've, I heard about this rumor
1: <laughs>
2: and I just um, I'm hoping I don't change it but I think I can quickly get it looking good again hopefully.
1: are they going to do it is that a rumor for real i had it about I a year ago it. so I did it. it didn't change so it's many years ago
2: how often do you post um probably about three to six times a week because of that row of three
0: yeah mm. so is that three? Posting one, three times one row a week one row a week or so well, maybe two do you post them all at, do you have to post them at the same time
2: i i try and at the moment i'm just varying it throughout the day so i'll post it over one day and i'm just Doing an experiment to see what time is best for me to post. So you're building that row of three over the course of a day. Yeah. Not putting up three at a time. No. Yeah. I did do that, but yeah. I thought
0: maybe it'd be spamming someone's feed too much. And you get anxiety though when there's just like that one that comes out and it messes up the whole yeah. rows. You're like, oh crap! What if somebody goes? to so the second one yeah. an yeah. hour later. You see how yeah. He's getting <laughs> yeah, right he is. now. He's, he's, he's like, <laughs> oh my god, I don't want to talk <laughs> about it. His neck is turning red. Just th- thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Oscar, thank you for joining us on this podcast. Uh, it was a pleasure meeting you. Uh, Good to meet you, too. Uh, yeah, Love your you work, so, so we wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. To download this episode and all of Season 7, go to rggedupodcast.com. And what else, Rob? All the seasons, not just Season 7. All they the might seasons. Be, they
1: might be behind, so go check out all the seasons, because we have a lot of fascinating photographers to learn from. Yeah. So go check it out.
0: Check it out, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Pricing for profits, clients, bidding, and everything you know about pricing your photography to never leave money on the table is now available and streaming at proedu.com, where we invented streaming. That's a long title. Is that the title? yeah. I know. I just made it up. It's called ad-libbing, Rob. Oh. Yeah, I was going to say, that's like more
1: words than we can even type.
0: Pro EDU is now unlimited. Get access to every single tutorial. Sign up at ProEDU.com today. By about you? year, I'll take cover of that. This podcast is officially over. See you next time. Never stop learning.